tonight on Courtship of Princess Padrin. Hapes, 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 hapes. <laughs> Young Sexy Yoda, a spaceship measuring contest. Come off it, Han. And always telling him the odds. Okay, that is definitely not how I've been pronouncing this planet. <laughs> nope. Same. <laughs> Danny, Danny, are you team Hapies? I am 100% Hapies. team Hapies. Yes! Oh. Yes! <laughs> so let's redo that intro. Hapies, 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 Hapies. I will not say that. It's like you're yelling hippies in a weird accent. Hapies and Isildur. I love it. Yes. <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. of what you once thought was Rogue Padron, but for this book, for season 69, I guess, <laughs> we are wow, officially we, renaming... we skipped a bunch of seasons there. Yeah, we are officially renaming to the courtship of Princess Padron. New year, new Padron. New year, new Padron. If you didn't know, we are reading Courtship of Princess Leia. We are taking a little break from the X-Wings after I started Revenge. That was a little too much. We need some good trash in our life now. What if this book brings in new listeners just for this book? This is going to be a wild ride for them. Yep. They're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a treat. Our, our Rogue Padron New Year's resolution is to only read Star Wars books that have turtlenecks on the cover. <laughs> is there a turtleneck on this cover? Han is wearing a turtleneck. Han Solo is definitely wearing... Oh my god, he is! Not like a regular turtleneck, but a space turtleneck. Oh, I want it! It's so ugly! <laughs> Does he oh. even have shoulders anymore? <laughs> He doesn't need shoulders. He has just has a lot of neck. We need to cosplay these outfits next time. We all right, all right, all right, all right. Before all of these listeners are very confused, dibs on the quick, tiara. Here's a quick introduction of your host. If Danny Rogue Six was one of Heath's last Jedi Photoshop memes, oh good, he, good. He would be the Porgs Alfred Hitchcock poster. Because Danny likes porgs and also birds, but probably hasn't seen the actual movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So, Rogue Seven would be the I am your father memes because she's still the space horse princess. Okay. Bye, Seth. Bye. <laughs> Seth, do you know you're muted? <laughs> uh, son of a kick. I know this new year trying to not make Danny edit out my swearing. Um, when when you said really like beautiful. it was gonna be Heath <laughs> Heath Photoshop memes, I was like, I better be the father of memes, or I'm gonna cry. You were. Can we talk about son of a heck for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of another like less sweary word. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like literally, most every word. <laughs> <laughs> son of a heck, son of a heck. <laughs> oh i love it all right <laughs> keith rogue three would be the ray reaching out and feeling the force and surprise it's actually zuvio yep <laughs> that's me and i'm meg rogue leader and i would be the kylo ren thick photo because yes it's weird but you actually kind of like it <laughs> yes I showed that meme to, like, everybody at work. <laughs> good. <laughs> Look good. at this! It spells out thick! <laughs> well, speaking of things that make us all kind of uncomfortable, I have a question about Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. in the chapters we're about to discuss, we're going to see that a major part of this book is Han Solo having romantic feelings for Princess Leia. And so my question for you is, do you think that we will see Han Solo having romantic feelings or a romantic subplot in his standalone movie coming out this definitely May of 2018? Yes. And if so, 
It's Lando, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It should be. If it's not, it should if be. If it's not, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, like, why even bother making this movie if it's not going to be them being, like, a really sarcastic, snarky couple, honestly? Right, and especially with, like, Donald Glover as Lando, like, why would you not be attracted to that? It's literally impossible. You can't yeah. be not yeah. attracted to that. What if the romantic subplot is that every single character is just crushing hard on Lando? Great. I'm cool with that. That's good. <laughs> That's, that is A+. plus. Seems realistic. That, yeah, that's realistic. <laughs> so, are we okay seeing Han have a romantic subplot, or is Leia his one sure. and only? I yeah. mean, he was like a terrible scoundrel person before he met her, so like it makes sense that he have other relationships. As long as she doesn't like die to get her out of the picture, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like for me, I was never really like a diehard Han and Leia fan. Like they were the romance in the story, but it wasn't because I was emotionally like in- invested in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So like even, so Courtship Prince Leia is actually the first Star Wars book I ever read. I was in fourth grade and this was my silent reading book and everybody nice. looked at me weird. And, <laughs> but, like, things even never then, change. Yeah. <laughs> and so everyone was looking at me weird at the coffee shop the other day. So, you know, exactly. <laughs> but like, even then I wasn't just like, Oh, they're they're true one true pairing. So like I don't really care. Like I like the idea of Leia having other love interests. I like I'm fine with the idea of Han having other love interests because I don't really care about Han. But <laughs> yeah, that's honestly kind of same. Like people do that. That's like you can maybe find like your person that you fall in love with forever eventually, maybe. And, like, it's probably more likely to happen in a space opera. But also, like, Han and Leia are people who had lives before they met each other. And it's kind of it's kind of unrealistic and also just, like, unfun to write characters completely <laughs> celibate and without relationships before meeting that one person. Yeah. If the story isn't actually about that, which it's not, because Star Wars isn't about that. Um, and, like, like, I love them both together, but also I know I have the ability to love them with other people because, I mean, I ship Leia with, like, every other lady she meets. Yeah. already so you know i'm already halfway there yeah Yvonne. <laughs> yeah i'm fine with it yes great <laughs> is that is that all danny that's all that's all danny did all you right. did you have an opinion on this danny no oh, oh. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right wow <laughs> i mean yeah i think i think you should have a romantic or, i mean like i don't I'm not opposed to it. If the story calls for it, I think it'd be great. But all the things he said, like, I don't, I hope it's not the focus of the movie, which I don't right. have any sense that it's going to be. Um, but it'd be nice yeah. to see, like, a real character doing real things. And I can just, like, the fans are going to need something to be upset about after the movie. So I could imagine Han <laughs> having a fling with a different girl would be a great fodder for them. So, you know. You know what? Not the worst thing that they could be upset about. Like, yeah, I could live with that being the drama after Solo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Great. Well, let's let's do it. Let's, let's do this thing. Do it. So, Justin, for for everyone who is listening, and for probably for our own benefit, uh, Court of Prince Leia takes place after um, that last Wraith book we read. Why can't I remember Solo Command? Solo Command. After Solo Command. <laughs> that makes sense. Was it written know that before one. Solo Command? So. So Iron Fist has been destroyed at this point, which was the end of Solo Command. But was it written before Solo Command? Yes. Okay. So Solo Command was fitting in with this one as opposed I think to the so, other way around. Yes. Which this I is found really funny because this one gave very detailed account of what happened in Iron like that the Iron Fist had been destroyed, but Warlord Zinj was still wreaking havoc on the galaxy. And I was like, that's a very specific subplot that, right, but that you, hadn't but been written you, yet. <laughs> Right, but when you look back on it, it's also kind of weird because remember that at the end of Solo Command, they did not know that Zinj was still that Warlord Gabor, excuse me, yeah, that Warlord doing? Gabor <laughs> was still alive. They actually thought that like it was destroyed and he was like oh, more or yeah. less gone. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there where it's like, well, this is actually kind of how it happened, and of course they don't actually talk about like the rogues and wedge and you know and the wraiths and like all of the parts that they played because it didn't happen and they didn't know yeah so um it's yeah it's a weird way that they connected these two things 
Um, Because I'm pretty sure of what I remember, what I saw people talking about on Twitter after we keep posting pictures of this book, is that this was one of the first EU books, like after the Zahn trilogy. So it's a it's a classic. Yeah, I think I think the only book between this and the Thrawn trilogy was um, the truce, the truce one. Truce of Back Back Bakura. Yeah, which that is a book. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that's kind of where it takes place. So if you don't remember what happened in Icehard's Revenge, guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just did, remember. Did it, did it ever? I mean, no, except that Gavin had a goatee. But right. That's, that's the only thing that mattered in that whole detail. book. Yeah. So, Gavin had a bad. goatee. Yeah. Worst. Hey, go check out our Icehard's Revenge, Padron. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth your time. Definitely a worthwhile yeah. investment. I mean, it's worth it for us being there yeah. and talking about it. Maybe the book not so much, but we are important. Yeah, yeah. just listen to the episode. We're great. Right. Speaking of people who are great, Han and the Ra- Mon Ramonda return to Coruscant, only to find the planet surrounded by 63 Hapen battle dragons and three Imperial Star Destroyers. Battle dragons. Battle dragons. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I read that, I was like, I know exactly what I'm into with this book. <laughs> so what is In a Hapen battle dragon? <laughs> They're spaceships. Yeah. A ship that breathes fire. Yeah, the okay. dragon shape, probably. <laughs> I think someone actually tweeted me a picture of them. They look really cool. I don't want to actually like go Google them afterwards because I don't want to find spoilers. But the yeah, picture I got, saw looked really cool. It's good. They're good ships. He immediately starts evasive maneuvers, only having had some bad experiences before when he was a pirate. Until Captain Onoma, which, sup, Mon Cal, is like, wait, we can stop. They're actually not here to attack us. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Han gets a transmission from Leia, and she remarks that the Hapens are there to talk to them, probably to finally answer Leia's plea for money for that she made to them, like, months ago. She gets all business on him, and Han is kind of sad. And thus we have our first theme of the book. Yeah, Han is Han is kind of sad. Han is like sad. Han being sad. Oh, Han. Han oh, sad low. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Han arrives at the Grand Reception Hall and takes a place next to Mon Mothma and Three PO. The Hapens requested they only meet with Leia, perhaps because she's royalty. Mon Mothma is okay with that because she just wants this to be a fruitful discussion. 3PO surprised that Queen Mother Ta Chum uses language that implies Leia is an equal because Queen Mother has no equal. Nice. So this is obviously a matriarchal society here. They go through the gifts presented to Leia, one from each world, for over an hour. Things that Han thought were myths and things that the Hapens would have never shared, like the Rainbow Gems of Galinor, a Gun of Command, and a Wisdom Tree of Selab. Okay, we need to take these (laughs) apart one at a time, please. I just, I just, everything that's said in like the whole list of things there is just so typical of that era of sci-fi. Sci-fi. <laughs> it's so bad, but so good. It reminds me so much of my childhood. <laughs> what is the gun of command? It's like it's exactly what it sounds like. Didn't you read the, the book, Danny? <laughs> Wait, did, have we already gone past the woot horns? Because I wanted to we just have not. give a quick shout out to the <laughs> woot horns. The woot horns. Not yet. I love the woot horns. Just saying, I had to like pause a few times when I read that because it was it was good. Give a woot. <laughs> give a woot to those woot horns. Woot to the woot horns. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a big gun. <laughs> what do you think you would be? It all it says is that it releases an electromagnetic wave field that virtually ne- neutralizes an enemy's voluntary thought processes. So it literally affects their brains. Yeah, it's a gun of command. <laughs> Pretty messed up. <laughs> and they tend to follow whatever orders given them, for they cannot distinguish the command of an enemy from their own voluntary thoughts. I'm just like, why Why hasn't the Empire grabbed onto this yet? And I have to say that the, the, the sentence after that is just, Han began sweating, so. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. So good. Yes. Do you have any other questions about Woothorns? 
What are, what are the, what's the horns that they play in the cantina? I don't you know? know. Not word horns, I they're think. Not, yeah, I know they're not wood horns. I'm trying to remember what kind of horns those Jizz are. Jizz anyway. horns, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something else. Like, what genre do you think wood horns play? Probably more classical. Or in yeah. Star Wars, it would be classical. I'm imagining it's quite like, um, be classical stuff. Like, no, classical. The stuff you could dance to. The dancing classical stuff. There we go. Oh. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, like I'm that you play at a wedding. Not sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I would have Figger and Dan play at a wedding. I don't know. It depends if you want more of a jizz wedding or a classical wedding. <laughs> oh, God. Can we mute someone else's microphone or is that like a thing we can't <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when they stop giving gifts, Leia remarks that that was only 62. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> That, oh, like, that is straight up a line that Dudley Dursley has in the first Harry Potter book. <laughs> so ungrateful. Last year I got 37. <laughs> <laughs> but the Hapens appreciated the shrewdness and called for the gift from Hapes itself, which, surprise, the 63rd gift is Isolder from here now known as Isildur. Isildur! 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 Tatum's son. She wants Leia to marry him. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Good, good. Cool, Han cool, Solo's cool, cool, like, cool, cool. sure. I, I love how, like, is, vintage sci-fi describes, like, the handsome guys. Because it's all, like, that long flowing hair and, like, everything thick. like that. And he thick. looks, he's written in the, and yeah, he's thick. They're always thick. But he's written in the book as, like, super handsome and, like, chiseled jaw and everything. And then on the cover, he just looks like he's got no chin. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does not look good on the cover at all. He looks terrible on the cover. He looks so bad. I was like, cool, this guy's hot. I looked at the picture on the front, and I was like, nah. In my head, he, nah. he's good in my head, though. In I my do. head, he's just, like, a really buff lady, honestly. That's cool. In my head, he's more like Jason Momoa. Nice. He, he's yeah. Fabio in my head. <laughs> also That's probably kind of what he was designed to look like. I really appreciate how we're, like, making big strides for sexism with this book because it's a matriarchal society and we're objectifying a man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Han is shocked. Just shocked. And he turns to Von Mothma to look for some consolation that Leia would not do this. Mon Mothma, like the BAMF she is, looks at him and basically says, Bro, this would ensure we would wipe out the warlords and the Empire in zero time with minimal bloodshed. I'm going to pay for the flower arrangements myself. I... <laughs> Love Mon Mothma so much. I remember people telling me that she's like terrible, like the awful aunt in the legends, but so far I'm like, nah, she's good. She is always on point. I mean, this is definitely an awful aunt move. This is, but she's not wrong. She's like the mother of the galaxy, but like the awful aunt of Han. Right. (laughs) It's it's so good. I'm so glad. And that was just chapter one. (laughs) I love it. Oh my! Amazing. Zero time. Amazing. Yeah, I was. I was a little shocked at how it just like got right to it. I thought there was gonna be like some big build up to like a proposal or something, but no, it was just, just right there. Chapter one. (laughs) There it is. So much happens in these five chapters. Well, in chapter two, we leave Coruscant briefly, and we go and see Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker, who is off on the snowy planet Tula following a path of a record-keeping Jedi who escaped Coruscant during the Empire's Purge. When he finds the cave, the records had been thoroughly destroyed by Imperials. R2, so always basically be- Luke's mission is to, like, find an old filing cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. R2 keeps digging, and he manages to find one room where the thermal detonator didn't go off, so in the bottom of the stack, he finds one disc. He's able to see bits and pieces of Jedi given reports from over 400 years ago. A young, sexy, younger, I was like, <laughs> What does that mean? Yoda. Young, sexy Yoda. I was so distracted by how young and sexy he is. <laughs> He's so young and sexy. A young, sexy Yoda appears, talking about Dathomir, witches, Chuunthor, Chuunthor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, Saf, can you say that in your horse voice? <laughs> can I? Chuunthor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Luke realizes there's nothing left for him there to find and returns with his whippet guide to rest for the night. Oh, yeah, his guide is a whippet. I I love it. What's a whippet again? 
they're just like all mouth. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know how else to describe them. There's I one know in, there's what one in they Java's are, but... palace, and its mouth is just like the entire height of its body. Oh, <laughs> those guys. Yes. Yes. I, um, I don't know, what was I going to, I had a thing I was going to say, and then I got straight by Wiffids. Um, oh, Dathomir. I, I knew, like, in theory, that Dathomir was in this, but the moment I saw it, I was like, oh my god, all the Clone Wars memories rushing back, which, like, I didn't expect at all. Yes. Although, I like this so much better than what happens in Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm expecting I'm probably going to enjoy these witches a bit I, more. Yeah, I think you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke then meditates and receives a vision. The sound of women laughing, a dark menacing cloud, and a whisper of the witches of Dathomir. Ooh. Very random. Very mystical. I yeah, wonder this how felt, this will connect to the A-plot. This <laughs> felt like super, super random when I first read it. I was like, wait... <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why is this happening? Don't worry, we'll find out in chapter five. I do like how so far everything totally fits in with the non-Legends canon. Yes. This is yeah. all... I love that no sweet sound of laughing, though. No so far. <laughs> it's great. Back on Coruscant, Leia is shocked also at this proposal, but she plays it off as best as she can. She asks for a few days to think it all over, when Isildur speaks up, in basic, and says he wants her to take time to know Hapes and to know him. She gets 30 days because she's soon off for a diplomatic mission. She's kind of sad when Isildur covers his face back with his veil. Because I mean, he's pretty. Well, it's a shame to hide a pretty face, honestly. Such a shame. And please remember that he's in a loincloth and then the veil. Oh, I forgot about that! Oh my god! <laughs> so he is like... Almost completely naked. Ah, <laughs> oh, this dude. This dude knows how to make an impression. Yes, he thick. <laughs> <laughs> the event is over, and Leia just wants to find Han. But he's not in her rooms, and she finds out that he went back to the Falcon, which is Dr. Board, her ship, the Rebel Dream. Which, this is not a good sign. So she heads up there, and Chewie gives her a warm welcome, but Han is not too happy. First, he accuses of Leia of how because she's willing to die for the Republic, she's going to be willing to live for Hapes. Interesting argument there. Yes. Yep. (laughs) She, of course, says that she couldn't do that, and he kind of, all of his pump deflates for a little bit. He is tired with a capital T. It's the first time he's seen how big this conflict is and how there's just more and more fighting. He's discouraged by the lack of progress even after blowing up Iron Fist. But because it's Han, he has to make it worse and accuses Leia of being in love with Hapes, specifically its beauty and its peace. It reminds her of Alderaan and she's homesick. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Back it on up there, Han. Oh, buddy. She starts crying because it's true and because everything is just hard and going wrong and she just has to keep taking mission after mission. And then when it comes to finding a new Alderaan, they've had setbacks and standstills and they need money to terraform a planet, but all of the people who are survived are basically the people who don't have money. And Han's like, well, you can use those gifts from Hapes. And Leia reminds him that she has to accept all of them. All or nothing. What a weird way to do gift giving. You know, it's fine. Uh, This idea of, like, creating, terraforming a new Alderaan was very fascinating to me. Same. I didn't realize that was something they did in Star Wars. Yeah. Silent. Meg is silent. Everyone else is like, well, I don't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) Literally never thought about it. I'm with don't you, you see? Don't you see them terraforming planets in Clone Wars? Maybe. I barely paid attention. Admittedly, it's been a while since I've watched it, but um, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely not something that is normally done. But I think because Alderaan was such a a place, yeah, that it's really important for them to have the same feel and not just be like, we're on some crappy planet, we're gonna call it New Alderaan. Sure. Yeah. So I just I just never even thought about all the Alderaan survivors like getting together and re recolonizing a place together. Mm-hmm. But it's I guess, like, okay. guess that makes sense. Tycho for president. Yes. 
Except remember, the Alder the Alderanians don't trust him. Well, they should. Then he would make a great president. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Han also doesn't trust tapes. And he thinks that the Queen Mother is hiding something. And he's scared. And she's scared of something. It turns into a fight. And even though she was going to invite him to her private dinner with Isildur, he can just sit here and stew on his petty fantasies. They're both so petty. I love it. I love it so much. Yes, speaking my language. (laughs) I feel like this is a book where I'm just constantly going to be going, oh my god, just talk to each other. Like, just be honest and open. But honestly, this is just, it's painful, but it's so fun. So good. After she leaves, Han is working on the Falcon when Thraken Horm, Horm, not Horn. <laughs> Very distant relative of Corin. <laughs> That's how relatives Which, work, I think. He's also kind of a jerk, so it makes sense. Yeah. When Thraken, he's Alderanian, right? Yes, he is like the head of like the new Alderanian survivor council. Oh, so they won't trust... Tycho, but they'll let this guy lead them. Yeah, who is, like, constantly described as just being corpulent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that old school way of being like, this guy is terrible because... because So so he's gonna be fat. <laughs> yeah, that's how you cool. know he's bad. Cool 90s sci-fi, thanks for that. <laughs> love it, love it he's, so much. He's also Team Mon Mothma, where he's like, great, you got the flower arrangements, I'll take care of photography, like, let's do the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is so ready for this. And so he comes by the hangar, and he's showing Isolder around. Isolder, I'm sorry. I have to get used to that. And, of course, Han comes out to meet them. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. This sounds terrible. Isildur looked like some barbaric god come to life. Han, here is an old friend to her highness, Princess Toots, Leorgana. <laughs> Frickin' Horm added. He has, in fact, saved her life a number of times, if I am not mistaken. Isildur shifted his attention to Han and smiled warmly. So, you are not only Leia's friend, but her savior? Isildur asked, and in his eyes, Han thought he saw true gratitude. Our people owe you a great debt. Isildur's strong, soft voice had an odd accent. The long vowels were deeply inflected, as if the prince were afraid he would cut them short. Oh, I guess you could say I'm more than her savior. Han answered. We're lovers, to be precise. (coughs) General Solo! Thrickin spluttered, sputtered, but Prince Isildur raised a hand. That is all right, Isildur said. She is a lovely woman. I can understand why you would be attracted to her. I hope my appearance hasn't been too unsettling. Annoying is the word, Han answered. I mean, it's not as if I wished you were dead or anything. Neutered, perhaps, not dead. I I, I apologize, Prince Isildur. Thrickin stuttered, then shot a venomous glance at Han. I rather expected more civility from a general in the New Republic. I thought he would at least know how to behave himself. Thrickin's frown suggested that Han was seriously in jeopardy of losing his rank, if Thrickin had any control over it. Isildur studied Han a moment, then bowed slightly so that his long, sandy, blonde locks danced around his shoulders. (laughs) He smiled at Han. Believe me, no offense is taken. General Solo is a warrior, and he wishes to do battle for the woman he loves. (laughs) That is the warrior's way. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All of it. <laughs> it's it's so good. So once inside the ship, <laughs> once inside the ship, Isildur is genuinely <laughs> impressed that the Falcon flies. <laughs> Same. Han is not Fair. sure if he's being sincere or an a-hole. Bit of both. <laughs> A little bit of both. Isildur leans in conspiratorially. And offers Han a Nova class battle cruiser in exchange that he takes it and flies far away, leaving Leia to him. Han immediately wow. refuses, and Isildur is delighted that he's a man of principles. So he asks Han what he can offer Leia. Han, like an idiot, 
says that they're in love. <laughs> oh, Han, buddy. Buddy. Not, that is not the answer to this question. Buddy. Isildur retorts that if he loves her, he should leave Leia to him because he can give her and her people a better life. Han is ready to fight, but settles for asking what's really going on. There's easier ways to make an alliance with the New Republic and other rich, powerful, and beautiful princesses out there. Isildur responds that he should come to dinner and hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprise, dinner does not go any better for Han. <laughs> nope, dinner is bad. <laughs> this guy may be hot, but I don't trust him. Han arrives at dinner, which shocks everybody except Isildur. Threkin is so mad. Yeah, he's not pleased with Han right now. <laughs> but Isildur actually saves Han from Leia's wrath and changes the subject talking about how he was a privateer for a couple years in order to find the pirate who murdered his older brother, which this was like a page of description about how great he is. So TLDR, Isildur is also tough and capable, not just a prince hottie with a naughty body. (laughs) (laughs) But he is definitely that too. He's definitely that. I said not just. Definitely that. We learned that the Hapes Cluster was settled by pirates, and that they would steal away beautiful women and leave them on this, like, home planet while they took their boys and made them into pirates. Eventually, the Jedi wiped out the pirates, and the women promised they never let a man rule over them again, hence the Queen Mother. See, that's Smart. cool. Smart. That's cool. <laughs> like, and the whole, like, kidnapping beautiful women and holding them hostage thing, not great, but the woman taking over at the end there is cool. Yeah, great. Of course, this makes some dudes feel powerless, so they rebel by taking up piracy and stuff, but whatever. The core is surprisingly secure. Whatever. Boys will be boys. You know how it is. You know. (laughs) Boys will be boys. (laughs) It's kind of how they treat it in this book. They're like, eh, don't don't worry, don't do things. They're like, we're not going to change. We're going to continue oppressing dudes. (laughs) (laughs) So if they want to take up pirates to feel better about themselves... (laughs) Okay, We're bye. not going to try and fix our societal issues or anything. Nah, it's fine. Right. <laughs> Threken, though, can't let it go and brings <laughs> up again what Han said to Isildur. Isildur explains that Han asked why the Queen Mother chose Leia. He revealed that she did not choose her, that he did. He was so enamored with her when she arrived on Hapes that he decided he had to be with her and that the Queen Mother indulged his request. Uh, he also kisses just, like, her. So mm, creepy. No. Imagine seeing someone from afar and then being like, I'm going to marry her. And then like doing all this. Like, I mean, I say imagine that, but a bunch of dudes would do that. Like, that's a very real thing. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Many, many movies have been based on this premise. Yeah. I'm just glad those weird boys in high school did not have queen mothers. <laughs> they weren't like rich princes of yeah. yeah, yeah. They were just kind of w- wimpy and weak. Han doesn't really hear much except static after this as they continue the dinner. He kisses Leia goodnight and he's real nervous about it, even more so when he watches Isolder hold and kiss Leia too. This dude is so weird. Like, who? I. She's got a boyfriend and he's just like, I'm still gonna woo you. I'm still gonna kiss you right after him. Like, dude, boundaries. I I think you're across them is super poly and just thinks that everyone else is as well. That's possible. That's great. He's like a real a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> other option. <laughs> In the hallway, Han tells Isildur that he's going to fight for her, but Isildur promises that he intends to win. Okay, boys. Boy. Speaking of boys. Masculinity. Boys. <laughs> <sighs> Leia can't sleep and she can't focus on her research. So she heads to the comp center and gets a hold of Luke. She tells him what's going on, and Luke points out that although she's scared of all of this, she feels a tenderness for Isildur after, like, six hours. It's also worth mentioning that she didn't just call Luke. She, like, <laughs> sent him a message and said, like, they're like, Luke's way out in the wilderness right now. And she's like, no, this is an emergency. <laughs> yeah. And he gets her, and she's like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Still emergency. The worst thing about this is Luke is like, hey, maybe you do like him. You should get to know him. It's like, Luke, what about your literal best friend that she is dating? Like, yep. did you not more, once think of Han? More Han for Luke. Right. That's fair point, actually. Luke's yeah. like, oh, I see how we can solve a couple of issues here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Yeah, he's like, okay. she can still be in the Skywalker family. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's staying with us. <laughs> that makes the subplot much better. Interesting. Yes. Luke tells her that she should take her time and get to know him because she'll be marrying him, not his planet. He'll meet her in the Ro- Roche... <laughs> in the e. There's actually an E at the end. So oh, in the Ferrer Rocher system in four days. Yes. <laughs> which makes her feel better to have him close. The next morning, Han is at her door with some flowers. Brilliant sage advice from Jedi Master Luke. (laughs) (laughs) He is also a dating counselor. (laughs) He's like, like, I'm here. Do you have a question about the Force? And she's like, no, boys. And he's like, uh, I guess get to know him better. He wasn't, he was not rich, right? Dating advice. (laughs) I mean, based off of where this is in the timeline... He had one very poorly executed, almost romance. Was that in the truce of Bakura? No. Oh, wait. He has another one. There's another one. They're all. He has so many of them. They're all bad. (laughs) Can you give us the Cliff Notes version of what's her name? She. So she is like. Is this Callista? No, this isn't. That's so much worse. Okay. no, because she she is like the like ambassador or senator of this of Bakira of this planet they're trying to help, and like he kind of starts off this meeting with her by insulting her culture, and then he doesn't quite understand why she's mad about it. Oh god! <laughs> just, it oh. continues from there. Why are these boys so stupid? <laughs> why like, is Leia like... coming to Luke for advice on this? <laughs> I mean, who else does she have to turn to? Chewbacca. She has nobody right now. <laughs> I feel like Chewbacca is a better option. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they all... Chewbacca has a wife and kids read. at home. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like all the people that read these books, like the dudes that read these books, should read them as dating advice on what not to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've ever read these and been like, this is how romance goes, no, do the opposite of I that. I mean, to be fair, if some... If some rip dude wants to show up at my door with 63 gifts, like, I'm not going to say no. I mean, yeah, like, like do that. <laughs> Give me, like, 63 expensive gifts and a planet and I'm in. But yeah. otherwise, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, don't. <laughs> otherwise, nah, it's not going to work out. So the whole time I was reading this, I couldn't help, in the wake of The Last Jedi and a lot of the things I've been seeing about it, think, this is what people want to be canon instead. Why, like, there's this, and then, like, The Last Jedi, which just came out, and you're like, these are very different, and one of these is not great, and it's not The Last Jedi. (laughs) So, admittedly, I appreciate the kind of, like, weird fun of it, even though it's bad. Like, I wouldn't mind having some books like this in the new canon, though maybe less problematic, but still, like, this kind of stuff. Or, like, maybe not dealing with central characters, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, like a Star they, Wars romance story could be fun. It's just like there's so much attached to these characters that it's it's hard to pull off. Yes, yeah. Like if we get a Star Wars romance book about like snacks warmly, that'd be great. I mean, there's Lost <laughs> Is Stars. Is it like in the comic or something? Oh yeah, Lost Stars. Which to be and fair, Dark Disciple for oh, yeah. that matter. Like mm-hmm. a fun romp romance. Like it's not yeah. tacky. I want like a tacky sci-fi yeah, like, romance yeah. thing. Like Lost Stars was too romance. emotional. Yeah, yeah, Lost Stars is very, like, also very, like, plot-heavy that isn't about romance. Yeah, yeah, it's also, like, young adult, so, like, even though it's romance, it's not the same as this. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is a romance novel <laughs> with Star Wars characters. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Like, I don't like romance novels, but I am into it 100% when it's Star Wars. Yeah, like, maybe the word quivering is used somewhere in this book. Like, yeah. it's a romance <laughs> novel. Pulsating. Yeah, all of those. Oh no! And anyway, speaking of quivering, glistening thighs, I think is coming up at some <laughs> <Yeah>. point. I <laughs> knew glistening pick. Ten out of ten, my aesthetic. Okay, the next morning, Han is at her door with some flowers. His apology goes terribly. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> 
mainly because in this apology, he ends up calling Isildur slime and his general super broy and not good. <laughs> she tells him that she needs some time apart for a few days. Okay, admittedly, okay. like Han is being the worst here, but Leia is also like going out of her way to not listen to like her boyfriend, whatever, like lover from of multiple years at this thing. point. Like she, yeah, of multiple years, she is like going out of her way to not listen what he's saying to her, and also not like thinking about the fact that her potentially marrying this man would probably suck a lot to this guy. Like right. at least step back and like appreciate that before yelling at him. Yeah, I understand why she's mad. Like, being the worst, but also like, please listen. I was a little caught off guard by like how out of character all of this is for Leia. It's just like mm-hmm. it's not her at all. Maybe it's Legends Leia. It's yeah. Legends Leia for sure. Okay. Oh, I am so glad Legends are dead. Yep. Um. So Han, after he's kicked out of her apartment, calls <laughs> calls up a hut named Dalla and asks for a loan against the Falcon and to be included in a big card game that night. Dalla the Hunt. Han. Seems smart. Dalla, not to be confused with Admiral Dalla, which is a different <laughs> character in Star Wars. <laughs> Damn, they're not the same. Uh, not a one. hut. Because uh, doesn't Tarkin have a subplot or a, lo- a romance sure does. with Dalla? Yeah, okay. Sure does. Well, I'm definitely imagining that it's Dalla the Hut from now on. Yeah. <laughs> we know from, from a certain point of view that Tarkin's into some weird stuff. Yeah, Mr. Tango. What happens in a certain point of view? What? No, spoiler alert. I've read it yet. Okay. Neither have I. That's why I'm like, what? I yeah. have to read it now. Read it. <laughs> in Isildur's um, quarter. Oh, I oh, forgot. I was, well, oh, I was going to say, this is one similarity that Legends Han has to Canon Han, is that when things get stressful in his relationship, he goes gambling. Yep. Which, maybe he needs to learn to work on that. Pull it back into old patterns, which aren't the best. He needs yeah. he needs therapist wedge, but therapist wedge is elsewhere. Therapist wedge does not exist in this universe yet. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Therapist wedge does not specialize in relationships, so <laughs> sure does not. That's Corn Horn. Oh, <laughs> my God! Center. Imagine Corn giving advice on this. <laughs> so good, please. <laughs> Both Corellian and Spike. Oh my god, can one of our one of the listeners please write that as a fic? I want that so much. <laughs> Should that be our listener question? Yes, oh my god, yes. What, yeah. what advice would Cornhorn give Horn to Han Solo? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> In Isildur's quarters, Captain Astra- Astarta, sure, does a sweep of Isildur's room in the morning. She tells him about a coded message that was beamed aboard all of their ships from Coruscant that says, The Temptress seems too interested. Take action. <laughs> the Temptress. Oh. <laughs> wow. Mm. Force thinks that Leia is in danger, but Astarta isn't sure that she's the target, even though two other of his betrothed have been murdered. <laughs> okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about burying the lead here. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like, getting engaged to someone and just being like, it's fine. We don't talk about my previous betrothed. They're still alive. It's fine. They, it's not like they're, they're both dead or something. <laughs> they're, they're totally all alive. <laughs> so, see, I didn't and think this was weird until you said three times in a row that they're totally alive. And now I'm questioning it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried. Ooh. Isildur thinks that this is all the work of his aunt Sette... Uh, S. What? Sexia. Sexia? No, no. Sorry, I was going for Sexia. I can't understand. I guess if the first C is hard and the second C is soft, it's Sexia. Oh. Which shortened just becomes Aunt Sexy. Okay, so the work of his Aunt Sexy, who also thinks, is behind the murder of his older brother because. If everybody dies, she'll get the throne. That he, okay. Not only have his betrothed both been murdered, but his brother as well. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Remember, because that's why he worked as a pirate. Yeah. That, uh, this, yeah. He did, you know, fail to mention that it may have been his own aunt doing that when yeah. he told that to Leia, but you know, it's fine. What ifs? <clears throat> Part of the reason why he wants to marry an outsider is to break the curse of the greed of his family. 
you're doing great there by marrying someone. <laughs> like, like, you're not being greedy at all, buddy. Yeah, that's fine. Just in case he isn't the target, he assigns half of his bodyguards to Leia. When a starter questions this, because all of her love and loyalty for Ice for is for Isildur, he pulls a blaster out and says he'll watch his own back. <laughs> I have a feeling she's going to become some kind of problem at some point from the way you're uh, describing her. Mm, mm, mm. I, I have this problem with so far in this book that they've done like this thing where they're like, look at this cool matriarchal society and they've made it sound like all the women are just really catty and awful. They're so petty, like, yeah. Oh, why? Why would you? Why? Why ruin a good thing like this? Don't worry. <laughs> okay. That okay. puts all my concerns at ease. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure, I'm I won't worry. <laughs> totally not worried now. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, all my betrothed are alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it to the person I get married to and see if they worry. Nice. Be like, if you want to get the reference, just listen to my really old podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a prerequisite. <laughs> Do you want to know what you're getting into? You have to listen to this. Well, like, literally the next person I ever bring, like, back to my apartment is going to have to deal with the fact that there's an Akbar in my bed. <laughs> That there is a sexy four and a half foot Akbar in my bed. (laughs) Oh, amazing. (laughs) I'm going to be alone forever. (laughs) Oh, you're not alone because you got sexy Akbar. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Han is at this card game. And he works his way up to the top of a high-stakes sabak, sabak, whatever, in some crappy Coruscant tap cafe. Oh my god, the description of sabak was painful. Oh, I glazed <laughs> over it. It oh, was so bad. So bad. What was curious about this is that Han brings 3PO with him. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, of all, <laughs> of, like, anyone you could bring... But why, though? Because 3PO is really good at counting cards. Yeah. Yeah, but he won't tell everyone he's counting it. Yeah, yeah. that's the catch. Because this whole time... we need like, someone to take his rage out on when, <laughs> when Han loses. Yeah. Because this whole time, every time like Han's about to play something, 3PO is like, let me tell you about how the odds are that you'll actually win this. They are bad. <laughs> I love those odds. Every time. I will say I admire his restraint in having Han not say, don't tell me the odds. Yes. Yes, well done, Dave. Han wins eight hands in a row, forcing everyone out except a Drakmarian warlord. Mm -hmm. And she wants to play one more hand, and she's waging a planet, which is exactly what Han wants, so he agrees. Okay, Han. (laughs) He had so much money by that point that I was like, don't do this, buddy. This, he can just terraform a planet with that. You can just, afford a planet. <laughs> Han's response to all this, oh, this sexy man is offering to marry Leia, and then she'll get a planet. So what I need to do is get my own planet. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Han like has ADHD or something, because his problem-solving abilities are about the same as mine. <laughs> I'll get a better play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll show them. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, and it is honestly kind of impressive that he does manage to get to this point where he's able to ha- be in the running for a planet. Yeah. Then there's a cliffhanger about the card game. We don't actually know what happens, which thank God because I was not going to read eight more pages of that. I was, I was so, I was like, I think I'd taken my sleeping pill, so I was really like out of it by the time I got to this point. I was just, I didn't understand a single word I read. Doesn't matter if you were on a sleeping pill or not. <sighs> Do people like in the real world actually play this game? Because why? Why? Because it's Star Wars. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate nerds. It's Star Wars cards, man. Uh, Han shows up at Leia's room again in the morning looking like hot garbage <laughs> and not like yeah. sex garbage relatable like hot garbage <laughs> presenting her a gift she opens it and she sees the planet he won Dathomir what? Whoa. what? 
What a coincidence. <laughs> Leia says it sounds Because familiar. plot. Because, but she can't actually place where she heard it because it was like six hours ago, girl. And they look up where it's located. Surprise! The Drakmarian warlord lied to Han, and it's actually in the Quelly sector, which is Warlord Gabor's space. Leia gifts him with a kiss on the cheek and a pat on the head like he's a child. <laughs> Good work, buddy. You tried you so tried hard. so hard. Gives him a you tried golden sticker. Gosh. She quickly escorts him out to go get some sleep because she has things to do. Mm-hmm. Han stands outside, dazed. He imagined how Leia would love her new world, would love him, and how he planned at that moment to ask her to marry him. Oh my god, it's like that, um... Uh, and like 500 Days of Summer, there's a scene with his like expectation of reality playing right next to each other. It's like that with him, where he's like imagining this thing going in and it going really well, but in reality, he just screwed it all up. It's bad. It's just bad, buddy. The good and part that, is, ladies and gentlemen, is our very first Rogue Podrun 500 Days of Summer reference. <laughs> Surprise! It took me. Uh, this yeah, long I can't honestly. believe it. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's like one of my favorite movies ever. Finally, mark Say, that one honestly. off your bingo cards. Okay, I actually haven't seen 500 Days of Summer. <gasps> oh my Meg. god. Meg, when we when we eventually hang out again in fu- in, in the future in real life, we're going to watch this together. Great. Yes. Wait, it's called 500 He's... Days of Summer? Yes. How is that possible? It's her name is Summer, Danny. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Danny, how how did you know that that was a reference to that movie and you didn't understand the title? Because Saf said, oh, it's like in 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Oh, I missed that part at the beginning. <laughs> I literally just heard her say something like, I was watching this movie and this happened. And you're like, yeah. oh, 500 Days like, of yeah, Summer. Like <laughs> so I was very confused about how you knew the title <laughs> of the movie that that was from, but didn't know what the title meant. <laughs> okay. This it's all cleared up now. Quality We're content, good. everyone. <laughs> We're good. Until we all listen to each other. So, <laughs> Han screwed up. That happens yes, a lot. But he has a pocket full of credits, and Chewie was smart enough to take enough money to buy the Falcon back before he went over to Leia. Thank God for smart friends. Isildur, so kind of a location skip. Isildur asks Leia if he can accompany, accompany her when she goes into the Coruscant underworld to meet a Barabel spy who has some information she can use when she goes to the Ferrer Rocher system. <laughs> <laughs> she feels that she feels kind of refreshed that he, like, you know, asked her for permission and has manners. <laughs> Ugh, she's really digging it into Han right now. <laughs> she's yeah, so pissed she's... at Han. She's feeling real pity right now, and she's just kind of taking it out on him for that. Like, like she's just tired, and she's taking it out all on Han. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like if Boba Fett was wooing her right now, she'd be like, actually, yeah. Like, she'll... You know what? <laughs> You're, You're not, not Han, Han like... and that's all that my standards are right now. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, it's like she's looking for a rebound boyfriend or something. Oh. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh, gosh. When Leia's personal hover car arrives... The window is bashed through and laser bolts start firing. One of these Uber is getting a bad rating. Yeah, like zero stars. <laughs> pew pew. One of Isildur's bodyguards takes a hit, and Isildur and Astarta protect Leia with his personal shield. That's not her style, though, and she makes a dive for the fallen bodyguard's blaster and forces a second assassin to take cover. Astarta hits the droid and. Oh, I sorry. That's not the <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought the really hot prince. <laughs> and Isildur takes out an assassin from the car and injures the other. He tries to ask the man who sent him, but he just begs for Isildur to kill him. He hesitates, and the man grabs his blaster and shoots himself in his own handsome hapen face. Isildur and Astarta pull Leia back inside, Isildur pressing her against the alcove to make sure she's safe. Uh-huh. Leia tries to push him away gently just to get a little more room, but he's too intent on listening to Astarta and the New Republic guards outside. Uh-huh. Oh my god, for a second, I thought that page 53 meant it was getting up to like page 53 as a rating. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <page 53. laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Let me, this is, these are the last three paragraphs of chapter five, which are just like chef kiss emoji. So good. (laughs) So good. Princess Seeldor focused on the sounds around him so strongly that at first he seemed not to notice that she was pushing him away. Then he looked down into her eyes. He lifted her chin and kissed her forcefully, passionately, and stepped in closer so that the entire length of him pressed against her. Leia's mind seemed to go white, and her whole body felt electric. Her jaw was trembling, but she kissed him long and slowly, the seconds ticking ticking away far slower than the pounding in her chest. With each second, she could only think of one thing. I'm betraying Han. I don't want to hurt Han. But then Isolder whispered into her ear, demanding, Come away with me to Hapes. Come see the worlds you will rule. Leia found herself crying and never really imagined that she would let something like this happen. But at that moment, whatever attachment she had ever felt for Han suddenly seemed to become an insubstantial as fog, as as a gentle white mist, and Isolder was the sun, burning it all away. With tears running down her cheeks, she tangled her arms around Isildur and promised, I'll come with you. <laughs> I does he have like some like mind wiping lip I, gloss or something there? I, just I honestly hope I hope that's where this goes because it. From, I don't I, want this to be Leia. I still yeah, don't want this like, to actually uh, be uh, Leia. Gun of control, but in lip gloss form. <laughs> something <laughs> the gun of control was major foreshadowing. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe it's actually just like a little lipstick, but it's shaped like a gun. And you just like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> We've solved it. We've cracked the case wide open. Oh, uh, like I oh, don't know so Legends right. well enough to be like, this isn't Leia. And now I'm worried. <laughs> Meg, <laughs> you are enjoying this way too much. So much. <laughs> I'm so and that afraid. was our first taste. Nice. Also, like, first taste. Lol. <laughs> Uh, I am amazed by how much happened in five chapters. It's so good. I'm ready to swear off all the X-Wing books and just read trashy Legends books from here on out. Can this just be our life now? Because I love it. So many. There is no coming out of this dumpster. (laughs) No. No turning back. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Well, speaking of Legends trash, I have a listener question for you all. What relationship advice would Corrin give to Han Solo in the first section of this book? Mm. Hey, so good. new listeners, welcome to Podrin. We're starting you off with an inside joke in our discussion question. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Um, Accurate. If you don't know who Corrin Horn is, go Wikipedia him and just make it up, because yeah. that will be just as good as everything else we get. It's true. <laughs> I mean, Literally our listeners are great. Most- we love you. <laughs> I mean, we love you all, but also, like, something made up with somebody doesn't know who Corrin is would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> if we actually get new listeners out of this, I feel so sorry for them. <laughs> I mean, we'll have... So, are we going to... I'm wait, sure we we've talk? lost them all at this point in the episode. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> If we they're had long new gone. listeners, they... <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> By the time it's the intro music hit, <laughs> they were like... Eh. It, it's safe. <laughs> they heard how yeah, Meg we're... pronounced hapies, and they were like, no, that's not right. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> not pronounced like that. It is definitely hapeeds. It's so questionable. Let's, ha- let's <laughs> ask Pablo. <laughs> oh, no, don't bring Pablo into this. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> oh, we should ask him this listener question. We, we should not, but we should. Do we, I'm gonna, do we want to answer this week? I want to think about Any it. Any time. Right. Yeah. Any time. Any time as well. I want to think about it. I want to do... Corin justice. <laughs> as much justice as he deserves. Correct. <laughs> All right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at Rogue Podrin with answers to this question and also reaction to this book. Tell us if you're reading along with us because you should be, because this book is amazing. <laughs> we should honestly we should probably add a section to our episodes where we describe listener re- reactions to this book, because there have already been some good ones. Oh my god, yeah, we so should. So feel free to tweet those at us too and maybe we'll share some of those. I have yes. one right now. I have one right now. Oh, go for yes. it. Yes. Um while we were recording tonight, let me find it. Our friend Mallory Conlin said yes. I don't even know how to feel after those five chapters. Please help me find myself again, Rogue Padron. 
<laughs> we will definitely do just that. We are going to get so lost and then find ourselves again at the end. Okay, I'm excited for that. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right, you can find us at our website, roguepodron.tumblr.com. You can email us, roguepodron at gmail.com, and subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes or the Far Far Away radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Feedburner, and Google Play. Though, honestly, just go for the Rogue Podron feed because we're the best. Um, <laughs> also, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes because we love it and it's helpful. And we have one right here from Justice Turtle, which gave us, who gave us five stars. So, oh. you know, we got a good five star thing going on. And it's called, oh no, not the yams, which. <laughs> oh no, not the yams. <laughs> oh no. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy podcasts that feel like hanging out with a group of friends, making dorky in-jokes, and laughing so hard you can't breathe, this podcast is for you. I've enjoyed their coverage of the Rose Quadrant books far more than I ever enjoyed the books themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And even the Elston books, already my favorite in the whole EU, are more fun with Sass alien voices. <laughs> I never imagined Runt winning before, but it's so perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and Meg's cunning misdirects about where things are going. Happy hey. face emoji. <laughs> I'm so chuffed to have found them in time to read along with their Starfighters of Animar coverage. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Gotcha. Whenever they get there. Okay. Whenever we get there. Get You've been punked. <laughs> I suspect you should you should read um, Courtship of Princess Leia, please. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect I'll enjoy it even more this time around, since I never really paid much attention to Tycho among the more flamboyant pilots before. But Heat's appreciation has made me love him too. Thank yeah. you all. P.S. Yeah. Danny is also a host on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you're the one that makes us sound good by editing us. Make us sound as good as we can. So you have the best job. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but you do good work, Danny. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> Your best it's work is making turtle. us sound good. No, that's like, that is why you're good, because otherwise we would just be bad. Otherwise we would not actually have a show that people can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Very. Thank you, Justice Colonel. A few things Thank I really you. enjoy. I do love Turtles and Justice. Yeah, absolutely. That was a Christmas present. That was on December 23rd. So. Aw, what a good Christmas present. If everyone is thinking about giving us Christmas presents, just give us really late ones. And their iTunes reviews, they have five stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best present. <laughs> One star for each of them. <laughs> <laughs> a star and a quarter for each of us. <laughs> a star and a quarter for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we, like, tell if we have new listeners about, like, listening bodies and stuff or just forget about it? Nah, they'll figure it out. We'll It'll be a surprise this time. So I feel like in wake of that review, I should kind of explain why I was definitely pushing for a little break from the X-Wings. The X-Wings. <laughs> Hang on just a second. <laughs> How are we more than 70 episodes into this series and we are just now reaching this term? X-Wings. I've called them X-Wings before. Have you? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Boy. How did that not become a thing though? <laughs> There's never been a well, better we know... nickname for Cornhorn. Yeah, you know what I think of So I think, so for Starfighters of Adamar, that, although Mercy Kill is still a, a Rogue Squadron book, Starfighters of Adamar is really, like, for me, it feels like the end of the series. It feels like the end of the X-Wing series. It's really the last book that's, like, about Wedge. And I want to put that off for as long <laughs> as possible because I am not ready to face that book again. Sorry, Nancy. Um, as, as fun as that is, like, it's a really great, it's a really fun book. I'm not quite ready to say goodbye to Wedge yet. So, of course, you have Princess Baudrin. We will figure out what the plan is. I Jedi is going to be up in here somewhere. Um, so, look for that, listener. <laughs> also, Courtship, I can't even say the name. Courtship of Princess Leia Culture of Princess Padron is like special Valentine's Day thing because what we're we'll doing is drink Valentine's Day. So, will be full of love. Oh, yeah. It's love time. Yes. 
So we will be doing Starfire Does Bad Tomorrow. We will. It will be in 2018. I can't promise that. Um, but we'll let you know when we get there. <laughs> yeah. So next time, The Courtship of Princess Leia, chapters 6 through 10. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. I don't know. I feel like we should have something else here, but I don't know what. Hey, peas. 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 Hey, yeah, woot horns. Woot horns. Woot, 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 woot. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. This also shuts down every, like, Bring Back Legends argument. Oh my god, instantly. Like, instant shutdown. Oh, you want want this to be canon? Yeah. Because, like Hape's Gifts, it's all or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's such a good reference. (laughs) You can't take 62 gifts, all right? (laughs) the 63. I'm so mad they were at 69 gifts, though. Sixty-nine planets. <laughs> They're really in the Hapey system. <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh my god! That's... I honestly got so mad when I finished the five chapters, and I was like, "But I just want to keep reading this book. Like, I don't no. want to stop. You gotta stop. Aww. Need the proper anticipation. Now I've only got these chapters to last me what, like, two weeks now. <laughs> the worst. Ah, oh, so good. Ah, thanks. Ah, well, I'm proud of us, you guys. Me too. I miss you all. We're doing the thing. Yeah, I missed I missed Rogue Padron so much. <laughs> yeah. Rogue Padron's so good. It is like objectively the best podcast in Star Wars. <laughs> yes, objectively. It is. Objectively. Definitely. <laughs> we'll just be like, hey, we'll plant some like grass in your yard, and they'll be like, oh, deal. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Check. Thanks for terraforming my yard. <laughs> Rather than gardening, I think people should call it terraforming. I'm going to say that I might go get like a, a wax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, it was on terraform. <laughs> oh my god. New year, new me. Danny, are you still recording? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> oh, no, I <laughs> we got that one. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I thought you finished by now. Damn it. Oh, no. My stomach hurts from that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, terraforming. <laughs> we are, well, we are we're never making... going to be able to talk about New Alderaan the same way again. <laughs> nope. Oh my god. Sure aren't. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> be like, yeah, we want to colonize New Alderaan and Saf's going to be like, oh no you don't. <laughs> Yeah, no means no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we do good work here. Is that what it was? Yep. And Rogue Padron out. Yes. <laughs>